Good morning, my friends. Thanks for listening in today to this episode of The Pilot's Voice, where we're continuing to talk about uh, communion and our practice of communion. Uh, this Sunday morning, May 17th, we're going to be breaking our fast from communion. Again, I'm really excited about that. I've, I've missed doing that together. Um, but um, in this uh, strange season, uh, we're going to um, be doing it in a different way. Uh, usually communion is taken and the scriptures uh, talk about um, taking it when we come together. And uh, that's uh, what communion was intended to be, is that when the church gathers together, uh, that we receive the communion meal together as, ex as an expression of our, our unity together. Um, but because of the situation that we're in right now and uh, because we can't all be together, um, we're gonna, we need to do that in a different way. And so I'm going to be giving some guidance at the end of, uh, of this session today about taking communion um, on your own in your home or if you're with your, a small group or if you're with a few friends, um, some guidance for you uh, this morning. Before we talk about some of that practical guidance, I, I want to talk about specifically how communion relates to our uncommon unity. Last week we talked about communion being a part of our, our steadfast worship, that it's a part of our worship where we um, um, examine ourselves, examine our heart, allow God to, to reveal to us um, sin in our life and to draw near to us, and where we realize that we are, are known and loved deeply by God. Uh, so much so that he sent his son to die for us, and that we, um, in response, uh, receive um, the, the, the symbols of his body and his blood into our, into our own bodies as an act of, of worship and thanksgiving. Communion is also an expression of our unity together. Uh, when Paul talks about um, communion in Corinthians, he talks about how Participating in communion and sharing this meal to, together is a participation in the body of Christ. In his, um, in his very stern correction of the way that the, the church was practicing communion in 1 Corinthians 11, he talks about the ways that, that they were practicing it in such a way that was causing division among them. And how he says, the way you're practicing it, it's not the Lord's Supper at all. Because the Lord's Supper, communion, is a call for us to understand that we are unified together as one, as one body of Christ. And so I just want to share a few thoughts today about how communion is an expression of uncommon unity. We are, we come together and we take the bread and the cup because we recognize that we have a common need. Every one of us, whether we are rich or poor, no matter the color of our skin, uh, no matter our, our political opinions and thoughts, um, all of us are, are brought low and are brought um, together at the foot of the cross. Uh, every single one of us have a common need for forgiveness, have a common need for the life that is offered through the sacrifice of Christ. So each of us come with a common need. And that common need is met through this common savior who sacrificed himself, whose, whose body was broken and his blood spilled out so that uh, we could receive this forgiveness and that we could receive life. So this uncommon unity is, is expressed in us as we come together around a table. A table is a symbol of fellowship, uh, that everyone around the table is the same. 
is sharing from the same food around the table, is being nourished by the same food that's at the table. Um, it's, it, it's an image of a family. It's an image of, of shared concern and shared care. And so um, in this way, as we come together around this table and as we take these, these symbols of um, these, these symbols that are our food um, into our own bodies, we are being reminded that we have this common need that is met uh, the solution to that need is met by our, our common savior. We also come together with a, a common hope. Uh, Paul says that when we eat this bread and when we drink this cup, that we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Each of us who take communion are, are saying that this meal and what it represents is life for us. We are proclaiming it to ourselves, to one another, and to the world that uh, this is what gives us life. This is where true life comes from. And we are going to proclaim this until he comes again. This is a, the foretaste of uh, a meal that we will share with Jesus and with one another later. Uh, when, we, when he returns and when we have that, that great wedding feast uh, supper, of, that wedding supper of the Lamb, um, we are are anticipating and hoping for that together um, as we proclaim his death. Um, each time we take communion, we are saying that this, this meal points to something uh, that we're going to share that's even, uh, even greater and better uh, than what we share right now. So friends, our, our communion meal is this act of worship where we individually as followers of Jesus come near to God and um, have experienced one of those thin places where we experience God's presence in a unique way. And it is also a time where we uh, participate in the whole body of Christ and acknowledge our unity together and acknowledge that all of us um, have been made one through the sacrifice of Jesus. Communion is an expression of our uncommon unity. So I just wanna give a few instructions for you as, you as most of you will be taking communion from your homes. So these instructions are for you, whether you are, uh, will be by yourself this Sunday morning or whether you'll be with some friends or with your small group. So first, if you haven't already, please get some bread um, and some juice or red wine. And so you can be prepared for that. Uh, so if you haven't yet gone to the store to get those things, please um, go ahead and make sure you have those available for you on Sunday. Secondly, this is a reminder that uh, communion is for those who have committed their lives to Christ and have been baptized. Um, communion is the second ordinance that Christians practice. Baptism is the first. And so if you or if somebody in your family has not yet made that decision to be, to be baptized, we would ask that you abstain from communion. Uh, communion is, is reserved for those who have made that commitment and who have taken that step and have been baptized into the life of Christ. And so if you haven't yet made that step, but you believe in Jesus, you and I need to have a talk or uh, Simpson, you need to have a talk or uh, reach out to one of our elders and we can talk about um, uh, making sure that if you follow Jesus, that the first step that we take is baptism and then the ongoing um, ordinance that we practice is communion after baptism. And just a note for that, and some people want their kids to participate. And if uh, I, I think that that uh, them being left out of that is actually something that can create desire for them to to follow Jesus. If I um, 
if I commit to following Jesus and baptize, I get to join together with my family. I get to join together with the church in taking uh, this communion meal. And so it can be something that, uh, that creates a curiosity and an interest in kids or other people uh, about what this is and, and a desire to be a part of the life of the church. So on this Sunday morning, um, uh, I will be leading our communion meal together. And so as we are, are sharing communion, I will walk us through in a similar way that we do on a Sunday morning. Um, I'll be doing that over live stream where I'll either be praying a prayer of blessing over this meal, or uh, we'll use the words that have been passed down to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, which uh, Paul says, I received for what I received from the Lord, I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And so this Sunday morning um, over live stream, or if you're gathered with us here at the building, um, I'll be leading us in that prayer of blessing or in um, reciting those, those words from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. But sometime in the future, maybe um, some weeks in the future, we may be asking you to lead communion if you feel comfortable um, in your small group or with your family. And so at some point before you, um, give out the bread and give out the juice or the wine that uh, to pray a prayer of a blessing over that, that God would, would use uh, that communion meal to strengthen us and encourage us, uh, that we would be better reminded today in the future of a sacrifice for us. Um, or if you would like to simply read the words from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that have been given to us. Um, we don't always have to come up with new things. We've been given uh, the best words that we could possibly say at this communion meal uh, to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And so if you simply want to read those, those verses um, as a way to prepare us and to lead people into receiving communion, uh, that certainly uh, would be a, a great and suitable thing to do. And just a reminder that uh, communion is to be received with both joy and reverence. And sometimes those two ideas, um, sometimes we think of reverence as being quiet or somber, and that certainly is, is right and good and some um, proper response of reverence. But this is also a, uh, a practice that we, that we should do with great joy in our hearts, uh, that, that the Lord made this plan for us. Uh, the Lord in his, in his love uh, chose to send his son to, uh, to die for us. And so we want to receive this meal with, with a lot of, of reverence and awe um, and appreciation for what um, Jesus did for us and for the suffering that he endured for us. And it's also um, something to be received with joy. That, that God in his love for us chose to do this for us. And so we can be joyful. We should be joyful when, when we receive uh, this meal together. Friends, I, I love you. Uh, one of the, the deep concerns that I have right now and what I've been praying for for our church is that, uh, that there would be no division among us. And the fact that we are physically isolated from one another. And the fact that uh, there 
there are so many um, opinions and messages and agendas out there right now um, that I'm feeling underneath the surface. Um, some, some fissures and some, some small cracks in the unity that we have at Broadway. And it's my prayer that this Sunday morning that the Lord would use this time of sharing communion as a way to begin to heal over some of the wounds and the cracks that we are experiencing. Uh, friends, we are going to be, uh, as leaders, uh, talking about some of these, um, these wounds that we're experiencing and some of these, these fractures that we're feeling underneath the surface because um, what, is, what is most important right now is that we come together in unity and this will be one way uh, this Sunday morning that we do that in coming together again around a shared meal, recognizing our shared need for a savior and expressing our shared hope uh, that he is returning and he is going to make all things new again. And he's going to invite every single one of us around a table and each of us are going to share from the gifts that he gives to us. Friends, I love you very much. Uh, you are near to my heart. I, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until right now. Peace to you, Father.